0: Welcome to No Comparison. We're your hosts, John and Sarah. This is a show where we take two completely different things and pit those two things against each other in a series of silly events. Our weekly guest judge will judge that series of competitions and ultimately choose a winner. With that, let's begin. Hey, Sarah, how are you?
1: Hey, John, doing good. How are you?
0: I'm good. You had a good week this week.
1: It's been good. It's been good. We've been planting things out here on the farm, so we've been busy. What about you?
0: Whoa, 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 wait. Planting stuff, like rows and rows of crops, like amber waves of grain.
1: Absolutely. I mean, come on, what else would we do? Uh, we we did a few fruit trees. We've got some peach and orange uh, grapefruit. We're very worried about scurvy over here, as you can tell, so <laughs> we've been working on that.
0: <laughs> is that is that still a thing to people crossing the Atlantic and such, do they have to keep a bunch of lemons on board to- prevent scurvy or if we gotten rid of scurvy is it gone
1: you know i like to think that it's still out there alive and well because it keeps things interesting
0: maybe that'll be a future topic we can use is scurvy <laughs>
1: <laughs> pros and cons of <laughs> what about you what'd you get up
0: to yeah i've had uh, my ups and downs this week on the positive side of the ledger mysteriously two months in a row a rolling stone magazine has showed up at my house it's addressed to me just as if I subscribed to it, but I didn't subscribe to it. And there was no, you know, label on it that says, read this for free and then sign up. It, it just showed up. And so the first one I got, I thought that's a fluke. That's some kind of promotion. And then month two, I get my second one. Hmm. It's a mystery in our house. Cause nobody said, Hey, I got your Rolling Stone Yeah. for Christmas or whatever. It just started showing up.
1: My first thought was gift, but maybe Rolling Stone can just tell that this is what's missing in your life. You know, it's very proactive marketing on their part.
0: Well, I hope if that's the case, they need to send me a lot more stuff. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's, you know, it's a good magazine. It it also makes me feel hip to have it like just lying around the house. That's half the value. Not yeah. actually reading it, but making it look like you're a person that gets Rolling Stone.
1: Right. And that's an expensive magazine. So that's kind of a, a good thing to find in your mailbox. I'm impressed. We always yeah. just get like The Inquirer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a yearly subscriber to The Inquirer, are you?
1: Heck yeah. <laughs> that's where you get the real news, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I had that going on. That's good. I did battle with a mosquito in hmm. my um, little home office here mm-hmm. about an hour ago. And Did you win? Or ultimately, I won. Um, I've got a couple bites, so that's not good. Those will stay with me for a while. But yeah, he's a little worse
1: of, for the wear. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get your mosquito introduced to the spider over here that I killed right before this, because uh, I knew it was over my head and it wasn't actually threatening me, but I knew it was there and I knew that was going to just terrify me the whole time.
0: No, you got to leave it there, and it's going to spell out words <laughs> about oh. about your uh, fruit trees.
1: It's a Charlotte, yeah, yeah. Charlotte's Web
0: yeah it's gonna be about about the peach though (laughs) (laughs) it's a good peach it'll be spelled out it's too bad you killed it so that's not happening
1: True. it's friends are gonna come write that on my window and then i'll know
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey we're joined this week by our friend mary hey mary hey it's good to be here how are you good i'm ready for i'm ready for action you're ready for action
2: (laughs) That's what we like to hear.
0: (laughs) Come to the right place. Um, That that would have been a better name for this. Ready for action.
1: I like that. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the drawing board. Scrap it all.
0: It's not too late. Mary, you've been asked uh, to join us today, and you inexplicably said Mm -hmm. yes, because we need someone to judge two different things that are very different, uh, very different. They should not be compared, and yet we're going to throw them together into a uh uh, the octagon isn't that a fighting thing isn't that a martial arts thing the octagon yeah we're gonna throw them in a in a fighting place and they're gonna duke it out in front of you
1: (laughs) Two go in only one comes out right (laughs) that's right
0: so sarah why don't you introduce what our two topics are this week
1: absolutely um well mary as our esteemed judge i I i trust that you're going to be able to judge these topics in a way that's fair and unbiased and clearly in the favor of the right. And with that, I will say our topics are air travel, the incredible innovation that revolutionized the world versus the grilled cheese sandwich, which is just a piece of toast with some dairy on it. So those are our topics this week.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) So as noted, we are pitting an entire industry and in technological achievement against a sandwich. Sarah's gonna be representing, if you couldn't tell already, air travel. I will be representing the underdog apparently, grilled cheese. <laughs> and the way we're gonna do this is uh, through a series of events. The first event is just a straight up introduction. they will be time limited, but we'll take turns making the case for our respective topic You'll have to put up with those descriptions. And then we'll go into three actual competitive events. After each of those three events, you'll need to select who took that round. So each of those events, you can declare a winner. Or I guess you could pick, if you're a soccer fan, you could also select a draw and say that it was evenzies. But that's not an easy out, because by the end of this whole thing, you got to pick a winner. So um, picking a winner. It sounds like, yeah, somebody discussing breaking into a house. (laughs) I came over and I picked a winder. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, after those three events come and go, you will have the tall task of declaring either air travel or grilled cheese the ultimate champion, at least of this episode.
1: Possibly of, of the universe. You know, we're we're not sure how far reaching these implications. It could be are. very important.
2: <laughs> could yeah. be. Exactly. She gets it.
0: <laughs> so are you are you sorry that you um signed up for this now, Mary? No,
2: I'm not sorry. I mean, this like I said, this could be very important. I mean, we need to we need to figure this out. It's it's a problem. <laughs> we need to figure out which one's better.
0: <laughs> it is a problem. So thank you for taking it so seriously. That's important. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna each have four minutes. To give you the basic case for air travel and grilled cheese, I will start the timer. You may go first, Sarah, as as soon as you're ready. Let it rip.
1: All right, John and Mary, we are going to be talking about air travel today. And first I wanted to start with a few fun facts because there's nothing more fun than air travel so why not start with a few fun facts. Um, first, a plane takes off or lands every 37 seconds from O'Hare International Airport in Chicago, which is just incredible when you think about the number of people moving back and forth in such a short period of time, it really just boggles the mind. And at any given hour, there are over 61,000 people airborne in the United States, which is just, it's just really, it's a feat of engineering. It's more people than live in the city that I live in. It's absolutely incredible to think about that much humanity moving around. And of course, the average speed of an airliner is 800 kilometers per hour or 500 miles per hour. So those are just some great fun facts, but that's not really the meat of this situation today. What I really want to talk about is what air travel means to the world at large, to all of us as individuals and to humanity as a whole. Um, Let's start start with uh, some definitions. So air travel is airplanes, jets, helicopters, hot air balloons, blimps, gliders, parachutes, kites, Anything you can fly in the air, that is considered air travel. It was uh, human air travel. was Wait a second,
0: second. this isn't going to count against your time. Did you say kites?
1: (laughs) Yeah, kites. I said kites. It's true. I found it on Wikipedia, so it's true.
0: So (laughs) kites count as air travel. Just being clear.
1: Kites count as air travel. If you were a tiny, tiny mouse, you could take a kite (laughs) somewhere. How about
0: like a a balloon you get at the state fair? Just one, one with a string tied to your wrist.
1: Absolutely. If a hot air balloon counts, I don't see why a small balloon, you know, from like a Publix or something (laughs) wouldn't
0: count. (laughs) Okay, just just clarifying, uh, game on. I'm going to restart the timer.
1: So human flight was pioneered by the Wright brothers, who were just the picture of ingenuity. That's Orville and Wilbur, of course, in 1903 in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. So an American-made product. We're proud of that, of course. Uh, but it dates back all the way to ancient China, where they invented kites, and Leonardo da Vinci in the 15th century, where he started imagining human flight. So it's got a long and storied history. I... Dare to bet—it's a—it's a much more interesting and varied history than this history of a grilled cheese sandwich. Um, but that's mm-hmm. just one man's opinion. Uh, the amazing thing about air travel is that it is incredibly useful. It's generally affordable and it's fast and time-saving. So, for example, an Amtrak ticket from New York to California it would cost you about two hundred dollars and take about sixty-seven hours. A flight nonstop from New York to California takes about six hours and is one hundred and six dollars. So the effect on time management and cost saving is just unbelievable. You can move from point A to point B so fast, it practically boggles the mind, and it encourages us to experience the world and broaden our horizons, which is probably one of the most important facts about air travel. It really invites you to go explore the universe around you and get to know people outside of your comfort zone It's this beautiful thing. With a kite especially if you're flying on a kite, of course. Yes. Uh, it's also a lot safer than road travel, which is something I think is really important. It's very unusual for there to be any accidents, crashes, anything like that. Um, so it is a lot safer than a car. Um, and it also, and modern aircraft consumes less fuel per person and mile traveled than a car when it's fully booked. So you're kind of saving the environment one flight at a time. If I'm being honest here, if we had to distill that down. Uh, Finally,
0: one minute warning,
1: one minute warning. Uh, Finally, I think it's very important to note that the humidity the typical humidity in an aircraft is 10 to 20%, which is just great for your hair. I think we can all agree on that. You know, I'm in South Georgia where the humidity is about 117%. So that would be a real step in the right direction for someone like me. And I think that's really important. You know, I also think it's important to kind of circle back to our intro here. Flight is so fast that you don't have to uh, stockpile a bunch of citrus to avoid scurvy as you would on boat travel, for instance. Uh, so that's air travel in a nutshell. I think it's, uh, you know, pretty hard to go up against that when you think about how it's revolutionized the world and is not, you know, uh, something that would hurt someone if they were lactose intolerant. John?
0: With 14 seconds to spare, that was quite the speech. <laughs> can't
1: wait to hear what you have
0: I did fall asleep a couple times in it is that normal is that what you were going for
1: <laughs> it might be uh, the tryptophan in the uh, grilled cheese you had there earlier <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay Mary so there, there's your first contestant yeah
2: I just can't stop thinking about a little kite with a little <laughs> mouse
0: mm-hmm.
2: goes to visit his mouse relatives that's just really neat yes. I, I just I do like that Absolutely.
0: idea <laughs> Who's pulling the other end of the string when the mouse is on the kite? Who's who's controlling that not, thing? Another mouse?
2: I'm not sure. It could be you
1: for the low, low price. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that in the Rescuers movie. You know, the, <laughs> the mouse. Well, no, they didn't think system. of it, but.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, my turn.
1: Yeah, this is a lot of big talk. Let's see what you're bringing to the table or the kitchen.
0: Yeah, very well put what I'm bringing to the table. Sarah, would you like to run the timer on your side?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Honor system. I'm trusting you're going to give me four actual minutes.
1: All right. And and we agreed to three and a half minutes. Is that right?
0: That's not right. (laughs) Four minutes. All right. All right. When you're ready. Okay. I'm delighted to talk about the grilled cheese sandwich. You know, it's just so obvious how delicious it is, the crunchy slash gooey slash buttery cheesy combo, that's plain to everyone. So I'm going to focus on some other aspects of the grilled cheese in terms of its diversity, its popularity, and how it does good in the world. First, you can prepare it with all kinds of cheeses. Start with your straight up American or cheddar. On down the line, you can combine them. You can use different kinds of breads a sourdough grilled cheese is one of the best things you've ever had plain old white bread's great whatever you want there's the alternates to the bread you can use waffles you can use croissants hamburger buns pretzel buns are fantastic you can get a little crazy with it add some extra ingredients you know people put tomato inside a grilled cheese or a slice of bacon or two i've been doing some research in preparation for this show and this week, I've stumbled across my personal favorite set of additions, which is sourdough grilled cheese, cheddar cheese, sliced thin apples, some red onion, and then some sort of meat product uh, from a from a swine. So a little bit of bacon or a little bit of prosciutto, something like that. And it's outstanding. That's just my personal thing.
1: Is it a grilled cheese if you add meat?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, of course, got many awesome sandwich relatives shall we say there's uncle panini he's pretty cool you got the cool big sister quesadilla she's awesome there are uh the relatives that are cousins from way out of town like the french croque monsieur, also delicious in australia apparently it's called the jaffle and i'm not making that up j-a-f-f-l-e in australia so There's many different flavors throughout the world, loved by everyone. Which brings me to my next point, popularity. Every human being loves grilled cheese. There are no exceptions. According to HowStuffWorks.com, which you might have heard of, a very esteemed research organization, three quarters of the people who buy sliced cheese make at least one grilled cheese per month. The recipes are everywhere. If you go onto MyRecipes.com right now, you'll find more than 10,000 recipes for grilled cheese. Not that they're all different, but because people are so enthralled and in love, they can't help but offer their own contribution. If you search YouTube, there's a billion YouTube videos about grilled cheese.
1: One minute warning.
0: Instagram has like one and a half million posts with the hashtag grilled cheese. There's a survey done in 2019 by YouGov where they surveyed 1,200 people and ranked the top 15 sandwiches in the United States. And number one was, you guessed it, the grilled cheese. Finally, it's really good for the world in that it has become the inspiration or a actual component of several different nonprofit charitable organizations. There's an entity called Feel Good, which is on campuses across the country, helping students to run a grilled cheese deli, which raises money to build public support to end hunger and poverty. There's the Grilled Cheese Foundation, which helps students in single parent households pay for extracurricular activities. And then there's an entity called All Square in Minneapolis, which is a nonprofit that has folks that were formerly incarcerated running a grilled cheese restaurant. And my time's up.
1: Time's up, John. Deal with
0: that, Sarah. Unstoppable, the grilled cheese.
1: Well, that was a lot of information to take in in four minutes, I have to say. And I do have some rebuttal to that, but I'm going to let our esteemed judge get sworn in so we can do this properly.
0: Okay. Well, first, Mary, right out of the gate, how how you feeling about these two topics? Do you have any immediate bias or well, no,
2: not at all? I mean, I, I loved your phrase literally many of different flavors. I like that.
0: The fact that the fact that I literally. said many of many different, different flavors, different, no, you said, said many different
2: sounds? flavors, literally, many different flavors. Uh, I, I really like that. <laughs> but it's I didn't true. I didn't think about how close I mean, it had a family like quesadillas and paninis. I mean, I didn't ever think of that at all. And so that was that was just something now that I'm never going to be able to forget.
0: <laughs> this is promising for Yeah, so and far. that
2: I know you can put tomatoes and red onions and apples and bacon and things in the grilled cheese. Of course, I never would, but um, I know you can. I've seen it. I've seen it in those Instagram posts that you mentioned. One and a half million? That's a mm-hmm. lot. It's a lot. I, Maybe too many. Maybe too many. I, I didn't hear, you know, any negatives yet about the grilled cheese
0: because there are none so
2: well unless you're lactose intolerant. Well, that's what i you know i was going to think think about those poor people who can't eat them but i'm sure there's a cheese replacement maybe
0: probably okay
2: well we'll we'll talk about that later i'm sure
0: <laughs> all right that sounded pretty good for me sarah i heard lots of pro grilled cheese right out of our judge right away that's pretty cool we'll see
1: we'll see i think she's being very kind because you all go back farther than i do
0: <laughs> i i would call it wisdom Mary is nothing if not a person of integrity. I think she's just calling it like you she use
2: butter it. on the grilled cheese too. Of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah, on the bread first. Hey, then you on were the just pan. using it on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see what happened. That's very good. <laughs> not bad,
1: not bad. <laughs> I like this one.
0: <laughs> All right, so Mary, we're going to if we're gonna do this right, we have to swear you in. Okay. We're gonna keep it legal. All righty. So all that other stuff you just said, that's kind of off the record. Absolutely. But now, once you've uttered the swearing in, then it's uh, go time. So everything you said will be put on the record. If you're ready sure. for your uh, swearing in. What's that called? A swear? A, a, pl- a pledge? An oath?
2: Maybe an oath.
0: An oath. Okay. Yeah. Well, here, here comes your oath. Mm-hmm. Get ready. I marry. I marry. Swear to judge today's topics.
2: Swear to judge today's topics.
0: Seriously, fairly, and honestly.
2: Seriously, fairly, and honestly.
0: No matter how much I like or dislike.
2: No matter how much I like or dislike.
0: Anyone else participating in the show.
2: Anyone else participating in this show.
0: I swear to hold myself to the highest of standards.
2: I swear to hold myself to the highest of standards.
0: In the fine tradition of Judges Wapner, Mathis, and Judy.
2: In the finest tradition of Judges Wapner, Mathis, and Judy.
1: Well done. Well done. Welcome.
0: Yeah, you handled that like a pro.
2: I really did. Incredible.
0: Have you taken that oath before? I mean, it's a common one.
2: Once or twice.
0: <laughs> you seem well-practiced. I love that. All right. Well, before we uh, jump into the event number one, we're going to pause a second to hear about our sponsors this episode was brought to you by beautiful sanderson microphones the same microphones we use here on the show sanderson mics are proudly built with appearance and presentation in mind they're designed for the discerning podcaster radio personality stage performer or anyone else who cares about a great looking mic and accepts mediocre sound. Gorgeous Sanderson microphones, when only looks matter. And by Dan's Real Store. Come to Dan Mitchell's Real Store. It's a place where you go in person to see things that are really there and buy them from Dan, including handing Dan some money. At Dan's Real Store, you also see doors, windows, a roof and maybe some other humans too. Act now and get to dance for a limited time only, probably. All right, you ready for event one, Mary? Yes, sir. This first event is called Life Without It. And in this event, each of us has to very briefly make the case for what the world would be like if our thing didn't exist. Okay. So, if we didn't have air travel, just never happened, or if grilled cheeses were never invented, right? How how would the world look? How briefly? I'm sorry. Two minutes. Oh, two minutes? How briefly, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Sorry. For, for a second, I thought like, how briefly would the world look differently? I don't know, like forever. <laughs> it could <be> forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sarah threw me with the two minutes thing. I'm like just for two minutes.
1: It's only going to be different for two minutes. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> like hold all the planes for two minutes, everybody. Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay so i'm gonna set the timer for you sarah for two minutes and you're gonna tell us about life without air travel are you ready i'm ready go
1: all right life without air travel is really not worth thinking about it because it is a bleak dark depressing place where there are longer travel times let's let's say three, four, five, maybe even six weeks for a transatlantic journey. And that is just, it's, it's savage when you think about it. You gotta think about how long it would take you to get across the Atlantic or the Pacific, wherever you're going, how that would hinder innovation, how we would not be able to share ideas with people from other places as quickly and as easily as we are now. Because I think, if anything, the pandemic has taught us that that human connection is so important. So not being able to see people in person quickly can really be a hindrance to, uh, to innovation. I'd also like to point out that if we didn't have air travel, there'd be absolutely no blimp footage of sporting events, which would really be tragic. You know, you're not getting that overhead view of the Super Bowl or, or any games, really. And I think that's, that's worth noting, because the Goodyear blimp has become such a stalwart companion to all of us through these sporting seasons that I'd, I'd really hate to see that go Um, Kind of getting back to the kites, which I think are very important and which you very wisely hit on. If there were never any kite flying, where do you think or how do you think Ben Franklin would have figured out electricity, right? We've got that famous, you're flying the the key with the kite. This isn't a very important innovation. And without air travel, I just don't believe that it it would have happened for us. I think we'd still be literally and figuratively in the dark ages Um, And finally, if there were no air travel, there'd just be less access overall to travel um, due to money and time constraints. So it's really an equalizer. It's something that helps us get out and see the world. And it basically brought us electricity.
0: Time to spare again. You're really big on the kites thing. Holy crap. You know, this should have just been kites.
1: Kites are the unsung hero of the air travel world.
0: This should have been kites v. scurvy.
1: (laughs) Next week. (laughs)
0: Okay. Mary, does that does that send a uh sort of a chill?
2: I just mind
0: to think about can, the world.
2: Yeah, I mean if air travel didn't exist, basically what Sarah said was if it didn't exist, we would not have electricity. We wouldn't be doing this right now. Exactly right. Electricity. And so our lives would be so I mean, forget the fact that we wouldn't be able to vis- you know, visit our friends in other continents because that would be bad too, but with no electricity Mm-hmm.
0: you're really putting a lot on that kite thing.
1: Man, you know, it's an, it's an important point, John, and I'm sorry that grilled cheese doesn't have something comparable, but that's just <laughs> where we're at.
0: It's the linchpin of your whole argument so far is this kite.
1: I'd say electricity is a pretty big one. <laughs>
0: that's fine, that's fine. All right, well said. I'll do my best to describe the hellscape that the world would be without grilled cheese.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm ready to do the timer when you are.
0: Okay, awesome. Let's do it. So life without the grilled cheese would send ripple effects through the food ecosystem, just to name a few, uh, because we're limited on time. It essentially removes half the reason that American cheese even exists. If it wasn't for the grilled cheese, it would put American cheese in this precarious position where it's just relying on hamburgers at cheap restaurants. That's all it's got. Otherwise, we got no use for it. Every grandma would have to revamp the lunch menu (laughs) ever and the extra stress on our greatest generation would probably be immeasurable if that came off the uh, menu it's the it would be the last orange man-made food that you would want to eat so that's going to leave a vacuum and then i think most importantly is personally if it didn't exist i've got a five tier system of soups that i use and it would drop tomato soup down a whole tier in my system so it would join mushroom soup in tier number three which is the in a pinch soup group and just so you know the tier one is a soup i would choose i would seek out to eat because it's delicious tier number two is a soup i would choose because i kind of have to choose one tier three is the in a pinch category which is where tomato soup would slide without the grilled cheese partnership and below that is uh, ingredient soup at tier four and then dirty waters tier five. Otherwise, people would stop helping each other. They'd be too busy trying to fill the hole in their own hearts, and the world would become a dark and empty place. The end.
1: With 20 seconds to spare, I'm impressed. Oh, 20 seconds. You gave continue, me the two continue. symbol on the two, screen. I thought it zero. was two
0: seconds. I'm would like, you
1: like to would you like to continue? <laughs> no, I think
0: I made my point. I, I got the tier system out there, which is important to create some context. And then, uh, you know, I made sure you knew about the grandmas and such. So I feel good about it. You know, I,
1: f- I feel like we heard a lot about soup and not a lot about grilled cheese. And I think our judge is going to be able to see right through that. You know, if you really have to bring something like soup to the table, a completely different food, it's not even a solid. I, I just wonder what your the backbone of your argument is. That's a whole is. other
0: story. Is this, Does something have to be a solid to be a food? I don't. That's a whole different thing. But
1: I don't think soup should be solid. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So that's event number one. Life without it. Yes,
1: Mary, that brings us to you. What are you what are you thinking? What are some of your initial well, thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I really, I really did feel bad for grandma because you, you made a good point there. You know, grandmas do rely on the on the macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese sandwich, fish sticks, and then chicken nuggets. And pretty much then you're out, right? I mean that's, that's it. you know that then you're done. So I I I do see your point there. And I do love tomato soup. And I hate to see it drop like mm-hmm. that. To to like,
0: did you drop it? Two I dropped tiers? it a tier. It could drop. <laughs> it could drop a whole other tier and get down to the ingredient soup category, which is reserved for like uh-huh. cream of mushroom, right? That's uh-huh. yeah. yeah, cream of yeah, chicken, <laughs> right? It's not quite there, uh-huh. but it definitely uh-huh. is no longer a soup I would choose. That would make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah I would. make, So I understand that. So I see some points mm-hmm. there
0: and the world imagined without, without air travel. Hmm. You've noted no electricity. Ho hum. I think we'd be all right.
2: Well, that, that, and I wouldn't be able to go anywhere fun,
0: John. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: That's a big point that I it mean, ruins vacations. It really, really would ruin. I would have ruined a lot of my vacations. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, take the time mm-hmm. you need to deliberate.
2: I w I am. I'm deliberating. All right. I, I haven't chosen, I haven't you gotta chosen.
0: Pick a winner of this round or you can call it a draw. Again, if you want to... Oh, this yeah, round? Yeah, this round.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go with Sarah. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. A wise
1: choice. Thank you so much. I see she understands the wide-ranging implications of a life without air travel. Thank you. I'm honored. That's fine.
0: It's just one battle. It's a lengthy war, and the first round goes to Sarah. So let's go to round two. Round two is where we get a little more creative. It's called That's Poetic. And in this round... Sarah and I each have had to come up with a work of art, shall we say, a awesome. poem or a song, something that features our topic that uh, lends itself, of course, to a podcast. So, all the paintings that I've done of grilled cheese in my life, those don't really count. <laughs> He's
1: just been sending them out to guests on the podcast. It's very awkward. Right.
0: You'll, you'll be getting a gift in the mail shortly, Mary, large painting of a grilled cheese. So, just nice. you're welcome in advance. But we have to do something with the spoken word, or I guess a song, depending on what you want to do, Sarah. And whenever you're ready, let's hear let's hear your That's Poetic entry.
1: Well, um, I'm going to spare everyone hearing me sing a song or try to play something on the guitar. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, just like air travel. And I wrote a haiku. So here is a dramatic performance of my haiku. <clears throat> air travel is king on the winds we soar high above makes grilled cheese look small <laughs> thank you <laughs> that i believe is uh, going to make me the next poet laureate i truly believe that
0: <laughs> it's a little aggressive you know
1: you know i believe this is a competition and, and i think there's something there's something beautiful about the juxtaposition of the the sweetness and softness of the haiku and the want to destroy you. Well, I would, I would
0: never <laughs> stoop to such tactics. Well,
2: what did
0: you bring? I, I, I also did something in the poem family. I did a limerick. Oh. Yes. So my limerick goes a little something like this. There once was a sandwich of cheese that was destined only to please. A fine crust you can chew, holes fromage turned to goo, and even brings mighty planes to their knees. The end.
1: It's a pretty John. cheesy limerick.
2: <laughs> John O'Taylor. <laughs> that was great. Thank
0: you. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> I bet you did. It's probably sad how long I worked on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hon, what are you doing? What are you working on so hard? Uh, it's a, it's a limerick. <laughs> about, about what? About grilled cheese. <laughs> well, when you're not busy doing that, we got the rest of our life to work on. That's kind of how that went. <laughs> well, Mary, you've had uh, a haiku. I have. Which is, I think, the uh, in the um, sort of the fine arts section of the museum. Mm. And then you had for me a limerick, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is sort of
1: which is on the playground, playground
0: outside the museum. (laughs) Something somebody scribbled into the side of the playground equipment with the sharpie.
2: That's it. Uh, I really do like haikus. Um, I have a haiku folder on on my Outlook and everything. But I'm going to have to give this one to John. I do. I have to give this one to John because I thought the effort that that must have taken you. (laughs) It's just phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, I know you were up nights.
0: What I like about that, that, Mary, is the effort it would have taken me personally. This guy. sure it's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> a
2: compliment. I love yes. it. I love it. John tried <laughs>
0: so hard. So
1: let's give him this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to give that well, one. Thank you. To I think um,
0: I'll take it any way I can get it. So it's now one to one, Sarah.
1: Going into the finals here, I'm, I'm getting a little uh, getting a little nervous, but I'm feeling good. Let's do this. Awesome,
0: Mary, you hanging in there? I know this is a grueling. I am.
2: I'm okay. fine. I'm good.
0: It's a <laughs> it's a triathlon, and we're kind of two yeah. events down.
2: I'm not I'm not doing anything here, but just listening to you, wonderful people.
0: This ridiculous concept. <laughs> what
2: a way to spend a Thursday, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I had nothing better okay. to do.
0: It's about to get a bit more interactive because. OK, the third event is called on the stand. And the way on the stand works is just like it would if we were in the courtroom. So we'll start off with air travel and. Mary, you get to ask two questions about air travel. Sarah's got to answer. I also get to ask two questions. We'll alternate. So whenever you're ready, Mary. OK,
2: I, I am. And it, it's a very serious question good i don't know if you saw the movie sully
1: did not see the movie but i'm familiar with the real story yes
2: yeah um it's a great movie tom hanks but do you know how that plane crashed
1: i believe it hit some birds is
2: that correct well birds hit it and the engines both engines just so i guess my concern is um what can we do to keep birds from flying into the plane engines
1: That is an excellent question, and thank you for asking it. Mm -hmm. Um, First, I'd like to say that the Sully Sullenberger story is a real testament to the safety of aircraft, because he was able to land that safely without hurting a single person uh, with just damage to the birds. And and I'd really like to know if we could talk to these birds, if we could get a psychological evaluation on them, because I I feel like it was a a dangerous move for them to get right in front of the plane. and, And I'd like to know if they got the proper help they needed before that event happened. But in order to keep birds away from a plane, I, I think there's some options here. Perhaps a giant net, perhaps some bird spray. I'm sure that's a real thing. Uh, you know, options like that, and and you know, just training our pilots to really avoid them at all costs. I think is the best course of action. Just safety first. Thanks.
0: Anti bird net in front of the airplane. That's a great idea. I kind of like it. The bird spray. Thank you so
1: much. Yeah, thank you.
0: Dial up the patent office right after this.
1: <laughs> well, I believe Tom Hanks is working on this right now. So. <laughs>
0: Okay. That's an excellent question. And I have one of my own. All right. Coincidentally, it also has to do with birds. Excellent. Here's my question. What do birds think about our air travel? And I'll expand on this question. It was their special space, right? The heavens above was the domain of birds. And now we're we're in it. So it would be like How would we feel as people if suddenly fish invented a walking around on land machine and we're bumping into them cruising through the grocery store or sitting at Chili's or whatever? You know, I'm imagining Mm -hmm. how we'd feel about that. So my question Mm -hmm. to you is truly, how do you think birds feel about air travel?
1: That's a very interesting question. I think the problem with this question is that it presupposes that birds are very selfish and wouldn't be interested in sharing their airspace with us. Whereas I just don't think that's true. You know, to your point about the fish, I believe people have gotten millions of hours of entertainment at SeaWorld. So I think the answer is we would enjoy the fish coming into our our space, you know, being a part of our daily lives. And I think the birds are a generous animal. I think they're out there gliding around, looking at the people on earth, thinking, gosh, wouldn't they just enjoy being up in the sky? So I, I don't really worry about that. I believe that they are ambassadors to the sky for the rest of us, and uh, and they feel pretty good about it. When
0: yeah. they're not getting sucked into jet engines.
1: Uh, yeah, there is that. There is that, but we're working on that.
0: Mary, I'm sure you have another uh, devastating and insightful question for Sarah, the bird hater.
2: I do, I, I do. Um, do you know what the shelf life of an average commercial jet is? Shelf life.
1: Excellent question. Uh, I don't know specifically, but I would venture a guess that it's, it's a number of years, possibly even decades. They're constantly, Hmm. constantly undergoing, uh, innovations and technological upgrades. So I think you'll have some of that, but you're not going to have a big, you know, jet recycling problem. That's something we're going to be able to cruise right through, which I think is important.
2: And you're not going to have to throw it away after like 20 minutes.
1: That's exactly right, and you know that's uh, that's something that I think is is a very good point you bring up. You know, you're done with a grilled cheese sandwich in two, three, possibly five minutes, Heck whereas yeah. a jet could be decades.
0: All right, final question. I'm pleased to ask. I'll set a precedent with it, or at least I'll I'll set some context for it. The grilled cheese has its own month. April is National Grilled Cheese Month. Does air travel have its own national month? Yes or no?
1: Air travel does not have its own national month, however.
0: That's correct. Asked and answered.
1: <laughs> Fair enough, well, I can tell you that while air travel does not have its own month, it's also not made out of fake processed products like American slices of cheese, the most common cheese used for a grilled cheese. So I would say that we're, we're more authentic perhaps, and that's it's important. We point. don't need a month. We don't need not a month. We get it all the time. It was a
0: simple yes or no. And I will give you credit, Thank you for your honesty. That's appreciated. Mm. The answer is Mm -hmm, no, there mm -hmm. is no national air travel month. There is a national aerospace week. And as far as I can tell, it's a result of like the airline industry lobbying the U S department of commerce and saying, please do something to help prop us up. And let's come up with this fake thing that nobody's heard of or cares about called national aerospace week. So just, there's your answer. For what it's worth.
1: You know, I, I just think, I think that's nonsense. Air travel has become such a part oh, of our daily lives. It's something we don't even think about anymore. You know, it's, it's one of the unsung heroes of our day-to-day lives. And it's something that we should recognize more often, but it's just become such an important part of us that we don't feel the need to recognize it all the time. You know, grilled cheese is a little bit needy. It needs to be recognized for a whole month. And I believe there's also a grilled cheese day. And that just sounds like an identity crisis. Is it a month? Is it a day? Is it a week? Get it together. People can't
0: come up with enough time together. periods to honor the grilled cheese. That's the problem. It's like a log jam. If I could make everyday grilled cheese day, I'd do it. I'd, I'd be dead at age 55, but I'd do it.
1: That's exactly right. You'd be covered in saturated fats and carbohydrates, but I suppose it could be your choice. Yes.
0: All right. Well, that was the on the stand portion. It got a little heated. I'm sorry, Mary, that you had to see that happen.
2: You guys are really making me think, you know, hate for you to see us that way.
0: I'd like to extend an apology on behalf of my colleague, Sarah, for her behavior.
1: Oh, oh, my goodness. Come on now. Just getting hot and bothered about this cheese situation and all the lies coming out of your your camp. Well, I'd
0: love the opportunity to answer your questions. So next up in this round is me. I'm ready for whatever uh, the two of you would like to ask. So.
1: Well, excellent. Mary, would you like to go first?
2: Well, sure. Sure. I, I, I think you probably already know my first question, John. It is. What is the shelf life of a grilled cheese sandwich? I mean, how how long will it last before it goes bad? I guess is.
0: You're talking my about question. a hot, crispy, prepared right off the griddle grilled cheese. How long is that gonna last? <laughs> exactly. Okay. You know, on a test when they've got like different choices and one of them is an N slash A for not not applicable. That's uh-huh. the answer here because it isn't. It, it's gonna last about 42 seconds. Someone's eating it. You, there is no grilled cheese going bad because it doesn't have time to go bad. It's getting snapped up right away. If you put one in any household and it's out on the counter mm-hmm. unclaimed, somebody's eating that thing. There's no mm-hmm. time for this so-called shelf life question. So uh-huh. respectfully, it's, it's undiscovered. It's unknown. No one, no one knows the answer to your question uh, because uh, the shelf life is mere moments, apparently.
1: And see, I feel like that's some fancy footwork in your answer because the shelf life is moments. Because if you leave a grilled cheese for longer than a minute, two minutes, it becomes a congealed mess.
0: Not applicable. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't have a more satisfactory answer. It's just like asking, you know, how far away is uh, the edge of the universe? Or, you know, Uh what what does it look like when you put two mirrors up against each other? If you do it just right, can you really, you know, this unanswered, I don't know. Eternity. In this case, it's the opposite of eternity. It's a nanosecond.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: It's science.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I've got a a hard hitter here. As you probably know, in 2008, the uh, Food Standards Agency warned that a grilled cheese sandwich contains more than half of the recommended daily saturated fat intake. And I just want to know how you defend the obvious poor health implications of eating grilled cheese routinely.
0: It's a treat. It's like saying, hey, cake's bad for you. you. Eat bacon, it's bad for you. You have, you know, anything that's truly delicious, generally speaking, you don't want to overdo. So like all things in life, moderation is key. I would say a grilled cheese falls into that category, just like a filet mignon or fried chicken, pizza, anything we love. So... Uh, I don't have a defense for it. That's right. It's not a health food. It's a food for the soul. It's going to make your life better out of the pure delight of eating this. I mean, you can't take really three ingredients and make something any better than a grilled cheese. So um, it's not a health food. I agree.
1: So it's not it's going to make your life better, but it's certainly going to make it shorter.
0: I choose to look at it as quality over quantity, Sarah. And I want to you know have a, a life well lived, instead of depriving myself of uh, a grilled cheese
2: okay
1: do you have another question for the the incredibly arrogant cheese person <laughs> comparing his his to temporal anomalies and eternity I,
2: I do have a question you know um, have you heard of the deadly like near-death experiences with grilled cheese no, sandwiches? please please enlighten me well I just I just put it in the, in the chat there's just a link to a CNN video. Apparently, there was this thing where people were advertising grilled cheese in the toaster. So what you do is you put your toaster on the side and you stick the two pieces of bread and on the bottom one, you put the cheese. But you know what happens when you put a toaster on its side,
0: nuclear fission
2: it, the bread crumbs, they, they sort of collect in the heat coils and then the, the toasters were starting on fire. Mm. So I just didn't know if you knew about that, if you had any, sort of concerns about the safety of grilled cheese sandwiches especially in this manner or if there's um if there's anything else that makes grilled cheese dangerous besides obviously the health concerns that sarah had brought up but besides the the fires that
1: The the fires do seem pretty dangerous. Yeah, it's a great point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware that there was a rash of grilled cheese fires. <laughs> I might have to revisit my entire uh, position if that's truly the case.
2: Well, no, I, I really did. I and I, <laughs> I did put the link in in the chat just just for um, everyone to
0: to know that it is true. Okay. I my reaction is don't be a dummy and make it the uh, correct way. Okay. Well,
2: they weren't. i mean it's like they were they were right yeah don't
0: be a dummy like those people i mean you could probably cook a grilled cheese by holding it in front of the exhaust pipe of a running car but that's not good don't do that you could probably have a a dragon breathe on it but that seems dangerous so right uh, yeah don't do those things
2: other dangerous things don't do those
0: things it's sort of like i don't know teaching birds not to fly in front of an airplane same deal you know let's not do anything (laughs) let's not do anything that's um patently dangerous so I extend my condolences to all affected by Mm -hmm. the wrath of grilled cheese fires and Mm -hmm. my thoughts and prayers go out, Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: it doesn't diminish, in my mind, the goodness Mm -hmm. of the grilled cheese itself.
1: I have to say the danger factor is really tipping the scales for me because I'm thinking about thinking about the grilled cheese fires. I'm thinking about people, you know, in the 1920s they were putting pineapple on grilled cheeses. That was a, a popular pairing, and I'm just thinking that's just dangerously disgusting. So I don't know, John. I
0: don't know. This isn't looking yeah, good. Good, good wait, looking good, wait a second. Good point, Sarah. The danger factor of a grilled cheese versus I don't know a giant metal tube that has no business being at 30,000 feet, stuffed with people breathing each other's air.
1: It's safer than car travel, and I believe you'd have to get in a car to go to the grocery store to buy the ingredients for grilled Mm, cheese, so. Not anymore,
0: not anymore. Somebody has to get in the car, so. Not me though. Not you though.
1: Well, that brings me to my, uh, my last question here. In Shakespeare's play, The Merry Wives of Windsor, circa 1602, there's a line that reads, I love not the humor of bread and cheese, which is of course an allusion to the grilled cheese sandwich. So how do you defend a sandwich that Shakespeare himself did not like?
0: I know how to answer this specifically for you. Go ahead. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where that guy's head was at, you know.
2: Shakespeare, Shakespeare, Shakespeare yeah, that guy. I
0: think he was known for lots of stuff, obviously.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: But I'm not sure that Food Critic was the lead thing on the Wikipedia page. Hey, this guy, he really knew about sandwiches, so listen to what he has to say. I don't think that's necessarily his bailiwick. So I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. You certainly don't seem to like grilled cheese. I'm not gonna hold that against you for very long. But
1: well, I'm just so confused because you said, you know, everyone in the world loves a grilled cheese. And here this, you know, stalwart of playwriting, this cultural influencer, uh doesn't think very highly are them. When I said
0: that, Sarah, technically I meant everyone in the world right now. And he's oh, no longer I see. in the world he's in another world and hmm. he, uh,
1: hmm.
0: and by another world, I mean, obviously the soap opera, but anyway, he's not in this world. And so he doesn't count in my earlier statement. That's my answer.
1: I see. So just complete denial of, of uh, how things work. Of That's one, fine. No, That's of one fine, guy's if opinion. Right.
0: One guy who uh, was focused on much, much different content because if he truly thought about it, I am confident his opinion would be like mine, but he was, you know, so, John, too busy making great, great art.
2: Would you just take grilled cheese every day for the rest of your life, and but never be able to fly again? I
0: thought you were going to say something else, uh, but never be able to. I thought that was going someplace else. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> well, that too. <laughs>
1: That's
2: too, and then you wouldn't want to fly no. either. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah.
0: know. So, would I want to eat grilled cheese the rest of my life every day? or mm-hmm.
2: and then but then give up flying but you'd have to give up flying if that were the choice
0: oh mm. well yeah i think i'm gonna do that i think it's it's you okay. know it's gonna be ocean Bo- uh trips in, okay. you know in boats for me okay. and uh and boats and motorcycles? motorcycles no no kite trips for this guy <laughs> yeah if i gotta pick one okay yeah, the answer is. Thanks for being yeah, honest. The answer is real cheese, and I—it's not. You might think I'm being silly. I'm really not. I like grilled cheese that much. I—I I don't think I could give it up in favor of uh, flying.
1: Couldn't possibly change it out with one of these other familial sandwiches, like the Aunt
0: Quesadilla. It—that's cool, older sister Quesadilla. Just excuse okay. me. Yeah, let's get excuse it. Me. Yeah, the the family members all have their roles. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, I couldn't even do that. I mean, there's just nothing like it. So I love me a quesadilla. Don't get me wrong, but I think I'm, I think I'd choose it over. Uh, I think I'd choose a grilled cheese over over flying and those terrible death machines. So why don't we take a break for a second. Yeah. To hear from our sponsors. It's a good idea. And then when we come back from our break, we will hear mm-hmm. the judge's decision. thanks to our sponsor homehand delivery you know there are all kinds of home delivery services out there but no one has taken the next step of delivering things that are already in your home that is until homehand came along with the homehand app having something you need from across the house delivered in moments is always available if you need a glass of water that paper you left by the front door the remote or even one of your kids but don't have the time to get up and get it with just two taps on the homehand app a friendly associate will bring it to you using patented in-home GPS and messaging technology. You can even track your delivery's progress as it travels across your house or apartment. So download Home Hand today to truly make your home life as convenient and effort-free as the rest of your life. And by Esfece Jeans. Esfece, makers of the finest Italian jeans, encourages you to remodel your lower body, otherwise known as your torso's basement. This year, let's redecorate that basement with a great-looking, great-feeling pair of Esfeches that will have your friends and family saying, Hey, I love what you've done with the place. Buy Esfeches, and you'll be sporting the jeans known worldwide for quality and class right on your ass. To get your pair today, go to EsfecheJeans.com. That's A-S-S-F-A-C-E Jeans.com. That's A-S-S-F-A-C-E Jeans.com. Okay, we're back to hear Mary's decision of air travel versus grilled cheese sandwich. Mary, please share your thoughts and who the ultimate champion is.
2: Um, It's just, I've learned so much. I really appreciate it. And I do appreciate the grilled cheese. I appreciate air travel. Which do I feel um, has been held up as the most important and the one I would never wanna lose? ever because it's so much fun to go visit people you you can't visit people on a grilled cheese sandwich you know you just can't so friends family that live all over the country i'm gonna have to choose air travel i mean i just can't live without it and i do take care of my heart so the grilled cheese sandwich has got to go on the back burner
1: You have made the best decision one could possibly. And and, and the good news is our sponsors are giving you free air travel. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Thank you so much. I feel like this was hard fought and I feel like you came to the correct decision. It was hard.
0: It
2: was really hard. You both both did a great job.
0: I just, I'm stunned.
1: It's just that one of us did like a little bit better. That's all.
0: Yeah, I'm stunned.
2: I mean, I do have some tears for the grandma and all and Mm -hmm. whatnot, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess score one for the robots and technology and uh, zero for the human beings. So uh, that's how it's going. <laughs> I get it. I mean, Mary, I do respect your decision. And I know it was a tough one. Mm-hmm.
2: It was. It was really hard.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure.
1: It's it, they're, they're pretty evenly matched, I'd say, these two. They shots. really are, in, as, in importance. Well, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah,
0: I'm not so sure about that.
1: Contribution to the world. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's pretty clear that's not the case. But nonetheless. You made a decision. I have to respect it. Those are the rules, and uh, I'll probably have to add some bylaws to the show about off-camera bribery <laughs> because that's the only explanation I can come up with, honestly.
1: The only thing, well, you know, you just can't put you can't make a grilled cheese without electricity, and I think I proved without air travel there is You've no electricity. You've already won. So, what are you, you doing?
0: you just
2: it is what you, it is. You're just
0: kicking me while I'm down. You've already won the thing.
2: We get it. Make yourself a grilled cheese go cry about it yeah but john don't use the toaster okay because i i did find that video on... yeah that's
0: that's just foolishness
1: i cannot wait to watch that i'm gonna watch people set grilled cheese on fire
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can't think of something that makes me sadder than people setting grilled cheese on fire i mean that is tragic
2: yeah <laughs> it would be
0: sad. <laughs> it, for a, a fun little adventure there's a subreddit about grilled cheese because of course there is uh-huh. and it's got like mm-hmm. a quarter of a million Uh, members unsurprising but Mm -hmm. a fun little sport is to see all the people mourning their burned grilled cheeses that they've just done too long in the pan the tears and they to a Mm -hmm. person they all say they're still going to eat them they're like i burned Mm -hmm. this it was going so great i left it on too long but i'm still going to eat this thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will be sure to read that subreddit on my next transatlantic flight. I should have plenty See, of time.
0: There's just no cause for that. I was moving on. Everything was fine. That's fine, Sarah. I'll I'll I will get you next episode. Speaking of which, we got so we got a, another epic matchup coming down the pipe. That was a pretty heavy-handed tease. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My favorite part is the heavy
2: handedness
0: <laughs> Well, Mary, thank you very much for doing this with us, for being such a good sport.
2: Thank you, Mary. Oh, you are welcome. We
0: appreciate you um, taking this so very seriously.
2: I'm going to need a, a really a good nap now. Yes, well, you were. That was
0: hard. That was really hard.
2: <laughs> well, you've made
1: the right decision. You can sleep
2: well tonight. I,
0: I hear this okay. a lot after anybody spends around an hour with me. They said that was exhausting. Just wears us out. (laughs) It was a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. (laughs) So, uh, God bless you for doing that. We really appreciate you being on here and being our guest. We'd love to have you back for some future episode, and maybe I can redeem myself in your eyes at that point.
2: Oh, you did great, John.
0: Thanks, Mary. You
2: you just had you just had a poor. Just not as
0: good. Just not as good as Sarah.
2: It's not as good.
0: All right. (laughs) It happens. Well, until next time, thank you to all our sponsors. All right. Thanks again to our guest, Mary. We'll see you guys on the next episode of No Comparison.
2: All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening
1: to No Comparison. Stay tuned for outtakes from today's episode. No Comparison is produced by John Taylor and Sarah Baggett, and our music is by Kevin McLeod. You can reach us at NoComparisonPodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook.
0: Doing great, Mary. Hmm, you're, not, you're not doing so good, Sarah. You know.
1: Well, you know, we've got three rounds to figure out who's doing well.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're going to need more than that, I think. You're going to have to just wear Mary down. Like she'll eventually say, fine already.
1: Mary's a smart woman. I'm not worried about my standing with Mary. She, she gets it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold on. This is the link to the thing that Mary sent of people setting the world on fire with their toaster oven. They're, not even, it's just a toaster.
1: It's just a toaster on fire. Like on a lot of fire.
0: <laughs> the title of this video is grilled cheese from a toaster. It's a bad, all caps, bad idea
1: bad if you do it like that
0: <laughs> did you see all this it's called a life hack flip your toaster on its side and put the cheese in there on top of the bread
1: that's not a life hack it's a way to burn your apartment down
0: comes it shoots out the front i don't like this at all
1: no it's bad
0: oh now there's somebody whose toaster's melted
1: who does this
0: now there's people seeing like fire burning inside the toaster like it's a little fireplace
1: Oh, this, this is, is so mostly bad.
0: happening in England. Is that something? <laughs> Which you can fly to in a commercial airliner. <laughs> I like that CNN did this as an investigative journalism piece.
1: Some yeah. hard hitting piece here.
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> on 60 minutes. <laughs>
1: there's, I've got it on mute, but now there's like headshots of people that look like maybe they have died. Like what's going on here? I don't know.
0: <laughs> this piece is called. Look don't try these, this
1: at home. It says. Look what these idiots did. did. Yeah exactly that that actually that makes me feel better about myself (laughs) you know i made some decisions today but none of them were as bad as
0: this (laughs) and what's so hard about flipping this thing over in a frying pan
1: oh my god this makes me want a pop tart though because i was i haven't had a pop tart in like 200 years but i put them in a toaster when i when i would yeah well, I had one of those since you could
0: probably do it like these people did is put those pop tarts in that thing <laughs> sideways. And then when they're yeah. done, they pop out, out. They I could put a piece right of cheese. You. <laughs> yeah. You could be, you could have this thing perched on a, a shelf right next to your, your kitchen table. And when they're done, they shoot out on you know, kind of cross over the space between your table and the wall and they'd land on your plate.
1: See, I live in a small town. So if I set my house on fire from like pop tarts, it's going to get around. It's going to be bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> everybody will know.